City, good morning and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Deming, and today's episode is brought to you by ExploreTours.com. If you want to learn about the history of Nashville and what molded Nashville into what it is today, come take a tour with us. You can use the code ND10 or you can use the code right now for this weekend only, CMA2023 for 25% off. Uh, so we're, we're that cold is valid until Sunday. Uh, so CMA 2023, I'm confusing it in my mind, uh, for 25% off ExploreTours.com. And you can learn about the history of Nashville. Joining me today in studio is Brad Reynolds. Uh, Brad has been on the show uh, for the last year. He's come on once a month. Brad, how are you and what do you do? Yes, so good to be back, Stuart. I am Brad Reynolds, hashtag Think Nashville, Think Brad, a local real estate expert, 15-plus years in the game, and uh, right at 400 deals closed, 500-plus five-star reviews between Google My Business, Zillow, etc., and so glad to be back in the studio with you. How are you? Uh, I am doing great as well. It's June. CMA Fest is in yeah. full swing today. Uh, so what's happening with the real estate market? And then I want to talk to you a little bit later, and I know you're not an expert in this market, but the commercial market as well. Yeah. So the real estate market has kind of trended sideways in recent months. Um, when you look at the average uh, list to sales price, we're still, May numbers just came out in the last week, we're still around that 98 to 99% of sales price. One of the things I've had happen in recent months is so many people will call me up and be like, I want to make a low ball offer, this, that. And it's like, I mean, we can try, but the big trend, if there was one, is sellers are willing to wait longer to get their price. There is some flexibility, but not as much as you would think on the whole. Really, the only area we're seeing some big decreases is the mega luxury market, which I would define as two and a half, three million dollars plus. Uh, at the moment, here's one fun statistic for you. At the moment, in both Davidson and Williamson County combined, there are more homes listed above a million dollars than there are in the same two counties, all of them below 700. Interesting. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to just yeah. Yeah. envision that from a map standpoint. Well, and really the big reason there is because you've had so many people go out and build these luxury spec homes and with interest rates rising, you know, most people can still be in that four to six range comfortably, but mm -hmm. The higher a, mi the, a million is too much. Yeah, and even yeah. that million and a half to the numbers start to get really big on that monthly payment, and uh, so yeah, yeah. So what, what's what's the what's the average median right now in Davidson County? Is it still around four hundred fifty? Yeah, the median now low five hundreds. It's kind of kind of went back and forth. I think in January is around four sixty, four seventy. We're back in the low fives now on okay. the median. In terms of average, average is almost back to the high of June last year. Um, so again, I think for a lot of people, there's this misconception. A lot of people are seeing price cut this, price cut that. And yes, there are more price cuts that we're seeing currently. Um, but a lot of that is properties that were overpriced to begin with. As a general rule, if you see a property and the price is cut in the first week or two, it tells you they were overpriced to begin with. But if you have set your settings online on, say, a site like Zillow to show you when price cuts happen, it can make you think, oh, everybody's cutting their price when that may not necessarily be true. So with all of that said, what's the inventory like in the market? 
So inventory is up at the moment. You know, the last few times I've come on here, we've talked about it was about a one-to-one ratio in terms of available versus under contract, not only in the city of Nashville, but the surrounding ring cities. Today, it's about 1,600 available, 1,300, maybe 1,275 under contract. So we've went from, you know, when I first started, kind of a crazy seller's market to more of a muted seller's market to more of a slight buyer's market, I would say, at the moment. Um, but again, with whatever agent you're using, hopefully me, you know, not only look at how long it's been on the market, but how long they've owned it. Think about there's so many factors that just go into it besides showing up and throwing something against the wall. What's one piece of advice you would give somebody that's a first time home buyer going into this market? Yeah. So actually the biggest piece of advice would be something I just worked on a property I put under contract two days ago, and that would be to utilize a interest rate buy down. We've talked about that some with rates being up, go to your lender and ask for an interest rate buy down, a 2-1 interest rate buy down. This essentially gives the buyer two years at a lower payment because you have a lower interest rate the first few years and then years three through 30, whatever the market is that you've locked in at. We'll talk about that more as we go along. But um, if, if you're young and your best earning years are ahead of you, then it gives you a chance to have a stepped up payment over time and maybe to buy something that may be out of reach today, but in three years is uh, completely comfortable come, uh, payment wise. All right. So there's been some controversy recently surrounding NASCAR coming back to Nashville. Yes. So to give some context into this, uh, Geodis Park was built and opened about a year ago. And um, it was one of the it's the largest soccer stadium in North America. Right next to it is the Nashville Fairground Speedway. And according to Metro Charter, Metro Nashville has to pay for this speedway. It's one of the oldest speedways in North America. Yeah. And Mayor John Cooper has proposed that NASCAR will be coming back to this in partnership with um, Speedway Motorsports. Yeah, Speedway Motorsports. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the renovations of the, the fairground stadium, not the stadium, the fairground speedway yes. plus uh, NASCAR coming back to Nashville? So I'd probably have a little more perspective if I'd been to a soccer game yet. We, we fellas should get out there and uh, go here soon. So I don't, I don't have, you know, I'd been to the fairgrounds a number of times over the years for like the Christmas market with my wife. Um, Which is one of the best markets. It's awesome. Are they still Tennessee. doing that yeah, there? Yeah. Okay. I, I believe they're still doing I need doing to go it. back. Yes, yeah. So I know John Ingram had been concerned about basically they're on the hook for any renovations done to this soccer stadium while the Speedway has a little bit different deal. And I know Mayor Cooper is trying to work a deal before his term ends. Um, I'll be interested to see how it comes together because I know from a sound perspective, many people in the community are concerned about how loud races would be there. Well, so the uh, the executive of Motor Speedway, they, they basically said they're going to be building sound walls. So yes. they're actually going to be reducing some of the sound noise into the neighborhood. But that's what happens when you live near a racetrack sure. that's been there for over 100 years. Because sure. how, how often has it been used? I don't have good perspective there. Maybe you do. So typically um, the schedule, I, I believe they race the full month of July and some days in August, maybe some days in September. Yeah. And it's only Saturdays, potentially maybe a Sunday. So it's it's a once-a-week thing. It happens during the day. They're not doing night races. Like, Are they doing night race coming up in june or am i imagining that don't, don't they have some kind of race they happening do, they do have like some evening races but like i think everything ends by nine or ten that's yeah i mean if you can and so who's like, asleep at nine o'clock i am me occasionally i, I am but i also get up at like 4 30 sure so but the the interesting thing is 
you're the one who chooses to live in that neighborhood, you know there's a racetrack in that neighborhood. I mean, if you don't want to live... I don't, I don't feel bad for you choosing to live near a racetrack. Sure. And if you're tired of it, just call me, and I'll sell the house for you. Um, but I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is part owner of that track, mm-hmm. along with uh, Speedway Motorsports, which is based in Charlotte, North Carolina, more specifically Concord to the north, where I'm from. Its legendary owner, Bruton Smith, died last year. Uh, as a kid, I swear numerous times he would be in the news for getting a DUI, going 110 miles an hour down uh, Speedway Boulevard. There. I don't know why he just didn't use his racetrack. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> sometimes he would have a little fun at the track and then leave. And, uh, you know, if you go 110 miles an hour down the road, you're probably going to get caught. But I think it'll be interesting to see and uh, would love to get to a race out there. It's, it's funny, growing up in North Carolina, you think I'd be a huge NASCAR fan. Specifically, my mother grew up on Thunder Road, Old Highway 421, and one of the tracks that Speedway Motorsports owns is the old North Wilkesburg track, which okay. was – uh, one of the legendary NASCAR tracks that just doesn't get used much anymore since they went kind of nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be cool. And it's a short track, so it's... And that's you know, the same thing about the fairgrounds. It's a short yeah, yeah. track. Or that's what I'm saying, that the yeah. fairgrounds is a short track. The, so. What are your thoughts on this? Does Nashville residents have stadium fatigue? You know, I, it's funny. I, I watched your video the other day talking about that, and I'd never thought about that. But I think you're right between this and the Titan Stadium and the Sound Stadium and, you know, potentially another Major League Baseball stadium. With Which, this, that one's going to be privately funded. Gotcha. Most likely. And will that be by TSU? Is that the most likely landing that's, spot? Do you that's think? where the current land studies are happening is near TSU. Yeah. Um, they have proposed downtown. I don't think downtown is going to be a possibility for that stadium. So right now, if it happens, I think it's going to be near TSU. Will that be like PSC Metals? So the initial proposal for the Nashville Stars baseball stadium, do you know where Lot R is next to Nissan Stadium, where the bridge, bridge building, building is? is? Yes. Yeah. How uh, could they could they fit that? There's no way they could fit that well, in the, there. Well, the, the, the way they were structuring it, yes. Gotcha. Um, and now with the relocation of Titan Stadium, hmm. they could easily fit it there, but it's not going to fit in with the long-term structures of what Nashville wants to build there. Sure. So it's it's going to be a lot of skyscrapers and high rises in that area, and it's just two stadiums in that area. Are, I don't think it's going to fit. Yeah, we've already got that going on here with the speedway and the uh, arena. I don't think we'll do that again. But and I feel like around the country, you know, in recent years, for the last few decades, it's been like if you're the owner of a sports team, you have great leverage to to get money from a city, from a state. I feel like many communities are somewhat pushing back against that. It's becoming a little more measured in terms mm-hmm. of. What are taxpayers giving? What kind of bonds are we giving? Um, what's the state giving? You know, things like that. So, um, but I'd love to get out to a race just to, I've been to one race in my life, the Coca-Cola 600. It's the longest. That's a, that's a good one. It's the longest. Na- it got about a third of the way through, and I literally looked, looked at my friends and was like, I'm ready to go home, man. And yeah, they're yeah. like, it's just getting started. And I was like, not for me. It's not. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've been to a lot of races. So nice. short your, have you been to Bristol? Uh, I have not been to Bristol, but I've been to Watkins Glen. I've been to the Poconos. I've done mostly street tracks because nice. um, they're a lot more engaging What's the, than around the circles. Have you been to the Grand, Music City Grand Prix? Uh, I have not. Oh, yes. No, I've watched it. Gotcha. But I want to try going this year. Um, and then I want to I try going out to the NASCAR race over at the Nashville Speed, Speedway over in Lebanon. So what's the difference, like, that's a bigger track. Is that a different owner? Yes, different ownership group and bigger track. Gotcha. Yeah. But I feel like that one doesn't get used as much either. The, it, it gets used, I think, once a year. 
right yeah. now. And they brought NASCAR back to that two or three years ago. I'm not I don't follow sports that often, so I don't Well, I I barely follow NASCAR, but to me it always seemed like a big mismatch. You would think that with Music City here, with great you know, our great culture and history NASCAR just seems like a natural fit, you know? I mean, it, it basically started next door to the east in North Carolina. Um, I, I just never understood why we don't have more races. And I know there's only so many to go around, because that's really what happened when you look at the history of NASCAR, very regional, very just southeast and over time, you know, as they put races in California or New York or, you know, the Midwest or Michigan or whatever. Um, you know, you had all these old tracks like North Wilkesboro, which mm-hmm. Motor- Speedway Motorsports owns that, you know, kind of fall by the wayside because they're trying to go national. So, Have you seen the abandoned uh, racetracks, mm-hmm. like photos of the abandoned ones? I'll show you them, show them after the show. They're nice. pretty cool. Uh, they're just like all abandoned with the seats all over the oh, place. Wow. It's, it's, it's really cool. So what's your thoughts on what's happening in the mayoral candidate? You know, I've I've followed it somewhat from afar. Honestly, you guys do such a great job, as you know, with just presenting factual information, just, you know, unbiased information on basically everything. I've watched some of y'all's interviews with some of the candidates, and um seems like Matt Wilshire is, is... We haven't had him on. He's coming on in about a week and a half. Nice. Yep. I, I almost might want to come through for that, man. Um But it seems like he's far and away the leading candidate. Is that fair to say? Is that... I, we, we've talked to so many people in this space. Some polls are saying Alice Rowley. Gotcha. Some polls are saying him. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Well, if yard signs are any indication, I feel like I've seen the most for him around town. Probably in the areas you're going to. On this side of town, it's Yarborough. Well, that's true. I have seen Jeff Yarborough. Um, yeah. And he's a state senator. Yeah. So on, on this side of town and east of, of downtown, you're seeing more Yarborough. Um, well, and we, then in, even in downtown, though, I'm seeing a ton of signs for Alice Rowley. Yeah, in downtown. Gotcha. So it's it's interesting. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a toss up. Well, I you know, I hopefully we can improve. We've had some recent ones that have just not been good, and uh, uh, I think Cooper's done an okay job. I think the Titans deal he worked was phenomenal. I got to mm-hmm. give credit where credit's due. Um, think we just need someone who's really business oriented and i feel like we've had a few that aren't aren't quite so much uh there so yeah it's it's interesting because the legacy of the next mayor that yeah. comes in is going to be the development of the east bank yeah and potentially the improvement of transit and infrastructure yeah potentially yeah but at the end of the day their biggest legacy as the next mayor is going to be what's happening with the east bank yeah because uh, Cooper is going to be out. And, yes, they did all this vision casting, and they've done these land studies and surveys, but the next mayor of the legacy is the East Bank. And, and we've really taken that step in recent years of going from a, a, a medium-sized city. We're not going to be huge, but, I mean, it really is a full-time job. I remember growing up in Charlotte, like when I was a kid, because Charlotte and Nashville have paralleled each other in many ways. The mayor of Charlotte literally worked at Duke Energy during the day. Pat McCroy, he went on to become the governor. It was probably a similar setup here like 30, 40 years ago. It wasn't quite all day, every day. Yeah. Now it's, you it's know. full time. This is a full yeah. time. This is a big boy job, big girl job. So you better come prepared. And uh, I hope we don't do some of the things that we're seeing around the country that could get us off track because we're, uh, I think, I think we're doing well and Hopefully we continue to. Yeah, I think uh, the, uh, another issue is the crime. Crime has 
progressively gotten worse over the last yeah. few months. Yeah. Uh, so that that has now become an issue that's like yeah. right in front of our faces. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to another mayoral forum or de- debate yeah. next week. It's not really a debate when you have 12 people running for mayor. How do they? How do they kind of a lot? It seems like it would be like a free for all, like, like hard, hard for you know, hard to stand out in a in a room of 12. You know? Yeah, it's it's interesting because like they only get maybe 60 seconds to answer a question. Yeah. And so having them here on the show where you can hear from them from a good 20 minutes or 25 minutes and learn about who they are and stuff. It's a whole different perspective. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're seeing these glimpses of what's been polished and what's been said a hundred times or a thousand times for all the other forums or debates or whatever they're going to. So it's interesting to watch. It's a toss up right now. Uh, we'll be keeping people updated on what's going to be happening with the election. Brad, where have you been eating locally? I, I went to a place last night, and uh, Aaron and I were invited to go to Gray's Fine Cheese over on Charlotte Pike. And we did a sake and cheese class. Wow. And I learned about sake. And I've never, like, really have, like, what? indulged in sake. Like, I've had it. Please. But, like, this class was amazing. I learned so much about cheese. I learned so much about sake. And then we did this pairing, and this cheese just came to life. You're like, oh, my Lanza, this cheese is incredible. Wow. Uh, so I bought some cheese afterwards. It was an amazing experience. Uh, I would highly recommend, if you're looking for a great date night, to visit Gray's Fine Cheese. Fantastic. Yeah, with uh, two kids under five, most of my date nights involve Chick-fil-A with the kids and with Ansley. But um, So I've been to Doughbirds a few times recently in Green Hills yep. on Hillsboro. Um, I think really good pizza. I've yet to have the chicken. The kids, any place that does not have chicken fingers and fries, it's hard to get my kids to. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually their uh, palates will expand as they age. Uh, Barbara's Home Cooking, probably numerous times right off. Barbara's of- is probably one of the best restaurants in Middle Tennessee. And it's so hidden. Yep. People, I mean, it's... Yep. it's um, we haven't talked about that one much. Yeah, yeah. Well, get the, down there if you have the, the fried chicken, the mac and cheese, everything. Everything so good. It's probably my favorite. It's probably a toss up for my favorite meet and three between them and Elliston. I still think I favor Elliston just a mm-hmm. little bit, um, but it's close. Man. What, what are you getting at Dobird? So when the first time I went to Dobird was their grand opening weekend. Yeah, I had uh, like a pepperoni pizza like a meat meat pizza it was good it wasn't like it wasn't joey's yeah it wasn't amazing r.i.p joey's um but i we have some really cool news with joey's oh nice that we're going to be announcing here on the podcast cool it, it's it's really cool uh but i had their cocktails and yeah. i had this like jalapeno cocktail with jalapenos inside of it that was delicious huh uh, their chicken wings were fantastic. Huh. And then their dessert. They do this, like, little cake thing with, like, ice cream and, like, these little brownie chunks thing. Like, it's amazing. Hmm. And it's the same ownership group that owns Blanco uh, in downtown, uh, gotcha. Pushing Daisies, and huh. also the 1230 Club. Gotcha. Yeah, I've honestly, I, I'm a creature of habit. You know, I could go to a menu like Cheesecake Factory. You know, there's 100 things you can get. I get the same thing every time. And it's the same at Doughbirds, that pepperoni pizza. It, it sounds like it wasn't quite your favorite, but I thought it was really good. And I'm a big sauce guy. I love ranch, love, you know, you know mixing in stuff. And uh, so it was really have you good. Seen, have you seen the new Heinz machine that they're introducing at fast food restaurants? Uh-uh. 
So I believe they're starting with Wendy's uh, up north. Oh, wow. But do you know those Coca-Cola machines where you can make, like, yeah, a yeah, Coca-Cola yeah, and yeah. it has, like, 60 different varieties? Yeah. They're doing the same things with a Heinz machine. Oh, wow. So you can customize your sauce. So you can do, like, a buffalo ketchup huh. or, like, a buffalo barbecue. Huh. Uh, so... It looks really cool. We'll have to watch a video on it. I, I'm probably I'm so interesting that I don't even like ketchup. I barely like mustard. Like okay. I, mustard's okay. Um, you you haven't had the right mustard. Well, that's true. That's that. But let's talk, let's be honest. That's true. Like high quality, like great authentic, <laughs> like authentic real mustard is fantastic. I'm a big like ranch guy, mayo guy. We'll do mustard, but I just don't like ketchup, which is, I don't know. I just don't. Is it just Heinz ketchup or all ketchup? Just all ketchup. I'm just not a ketchup guy. Are you a meatloaf guy? Yes. But whenever I go somewhere, true story, and I want the meatloaf, I always ask, does it have a brown gravy or it's like a ketchup sauce? Even if they're like, it's got a tomato sauce, but it's not ketchup. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a little different like that. What's your thoughts on Texas barbecue? Because it's it's more of a tomato based. Uh, well, the barbecue. Texas the Texas barbecue is dry rub, you know. So some of it is, but yeah. they for more of their seasoning, they use a more of a tomato base. Gotcha. I guess I guess when I'm thinking Texas style, I like a place with uh, ribs and things like that, sausage, but uh, just try and get it with a, a seasoning on it rather than uh, ketchup or anything like that. But I'll still being a North, good old North Carolina boy. I love Eastern style barbecue, mm-hmm. North Carolina, vinegar based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Kansas City. I don't like Memphis. Nothing. Do you like white Alabama? Yes. Sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Between vinegar, uh, white sauce, and a Texas dry rub, those are by far my favorites. Okay. So l- let's talk about development news. Yeah. Um, we do have a commercial expert coming in next week, uh, and he's a huge who, broker. Can you say who it is? Yeah. Tyler Cobble. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. he's coming in next week. And uh, so. What's your thoughts on the commercial real estate market now? Yeah. And then let's talk about some new developments coming to town. So, you know, I am a residential guy, so far be it from me to uh, to opine too much on the commercial market. But I think really the biggest thing going on is so many people in the commercial world in recent years bought properties with floating interest rates. Rates were very low, and then rates soared in the last year or two. And many of these properties that penciled at 3 4 5%, uh, or falling apart, or, uh, you know, I'm involved in numerous projects where we've had capital calls, where expenses have been higher than we thought, revenue lower, and you've got some uh, floating interest rate uh, payments that have soared. Next thing you know, uh, you're getting a call on stuff. So um, I think the, the commercial market's probably in for a little bit of pain the next few years. I think I'm going to be off in the number, but we're talking, is it a I don't know if it's a trillion. I mean, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars in loans are coming due these next few years. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be um, devastating, potentially. Yeah, and with the whole work-from-home thing, I know more and more people are going back to the office, but so many companies are downsizing, needing less office space, being more efficient with office space. Um, you know, a city like Nashville will probably you know, fare pretty well there because most of what we're building, most at least, when you look at the skyline, it's interesting. People come in town and they think it's all condos because they're they're thinking residentially when they're working with me. Um, but typically commercial space, which has been replaced, probably apartments at the top, hotels, mm-hmm. commercial space, all the way at the bottom, condos. Yep. Um, but all, again, almost everything going up is apartments around here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Yesterday we talked about the Albion yeah. Music Rail, yep. which I'm not a fan of the name because they're not exactly on Music Row. Yeah. 
What's your thoughts on, have you seen the renderings of it? I have, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see that development built out in the next five, ten years with mm-hmm. the Beeman land. I, I think they bought a couple acres in the back there from Beeman for like $31 million. Yeah, $31 million. And I'll be curious to see that vantage point change. I've sold numerous condos in the Rhythm 1510 to Mumbrian right in front of it, which when I moved here looked like a big old skyscraper. Now mm-hmm. it looks, it's going to look it's tiny. tiny. Yeah. Um, and Albion, you know, they've got the one, obviously, that, that just opened in, in Pie Town. Yep. yep. Or, yeah. Gulch, Pie Town. Same, yeah, same thing. Exactly. Yep. Um, right over there. And uh, they've got deep pockets. So to see those two towers rise along with the rest of Beeman and, you know, all that land there on, on uh, uh, in Midtown uh, will be phenomenal. So. so Nashville is in a really interesting place. Uh, this last year, the largest commercial transaction that happened in North America was here in Nashville. And it was a company that bought Fifth and Broadway for $799 million. And Fifth and Broadway has exceeded expectations. It's doing extremely well. Every time I go there, like Assembly Food Hall is packed every single time. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the Nashville Yards. Sure. I think the Nashville Yards is going to have that much traction. Sure. If not more. If not more. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Paseo South. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for Peabody Union, or um, is, is that what it is, Peabody Union? Uh, yeah, Peabody Union. Yep. 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 Uh, over there by, um, front, not Frothy Monkey, Crema and all that stuff. Yes. Uh, there's that new steakhouse going yes. there. So uh, Harper's. Harper's. And then... Uh, I love Harper's. Where are they out of? Uh, well, I've been to the one in Charlotte. I have no clue where they're based, but it's, okay. you know, although although to play devil's advocate, I feel like we have so many steakhouses now, so many times I'm like, who is, you know, who's going to eat at all these places? But they always seem hey, to be they're busy. Gonna be, they're going to be full. Yeah. That's that's the thing. What are your thoughts on the neighborhood where Peabody Union is going? They're, they're rebranding this neighborhood what are they as called? South Bank. Yeah. It just, it's it's kind of like when I first moved here and they started the Sobro stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it just seems it, it seems unnecessary, honestly. It seems like they're trying to create something, you know, where, uh, you know, it, it's like, does it even need a name? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think between that and some of the other developments going around the second in Peabody and uh, the Cumulus radio site. Which is going to be massive. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have four towers between those and Peabody Union and... Um, so, you know, that that area is going to change a lot. I know the people at City Lights are not happy, the small little condo tower. Because their views are going to be blocked. Yeah, which I always think is, again, it's silly. It's like you're coming on the Speedway earlier. If you're going to live in a city, just know your view may not change. And if you're working with an agent who tells you, you know, it, it's like it, it's bound to change eventually mm-hmm. if you live in an urban area. Um, and you should want it to. Development is good, you know. Uh, Cities are like, you know, marriages or friendships or business. You're either growing or dying, and Nashville's growing. Yep. And I uh, hope we stay on that track for a long time with the right mayor and the right people around the city and the state. Well, Brad, thank you for coming on the show. Where can people uh, follow you on YouTube or subscribe to your YouTube channel? And also, where can people contact you? Yes. So my contact info is still the same. Brad, thinkbrad.com is my email address. Phone number 615-856-3270. And website, thinkbrad.com. We're always doing some fun giveaways on there. So pop over the site, put your contact information in, and we'll see you soon. Cheers.
Use code CMAFEST2023 for 25% off. This code is good until Sunday. And if you wanted to book until July with that code, you can. It's 25% off at ExploreTours.com. Also, if you want to see the show notes from today's episode, head over to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. And we just came out with a new video on Explore.Nash about big shakes. Make sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.